Hey everyone, Bob WP here, Do The Woo, episode 146. I'm here with my co-host, Noel. How are you doing, Noel? Hey, Bob. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's it's always fun when Noel comes on because I, you know, well, I don't live in really hot part of the U.S., but everybody's hot over here. Noel's in a different part of the world where she's cold and seeking out the fireplace, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, so we're in the opposite, you know, seasons here, but, um, but hey, it's it's all good. So we get through it. Such a beautiful time of the year, though. I mean, here it's like it's just the start of spring, and I'm literally day by day I'm seeing more leaves pop out and blossoms coming and. You know, the garden is filled with bees and butterflies and all that. So, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, you're heading into spring and that's a, that's a good time of the year. I like spring and fall. You know, those are my two, two that I really enjoy. Well, let's get right into the show because we have a great guest on. Marcus Burnett, how are you doing? And welcome to the show. Good. Thank you. Honored to be here. It's uh, definitely a bit warmer. It's full full swing of summer for me here in Florida. Um, so I'm looking forward to, uh, butterflies and all of that, but we're still a good <laughs> six or seven months out from all of that good yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, Florida. Yeah. I've been there a couple times and once in, I think it was in the spring and that was plenty warm for me. So, yeah. Yeah. So we are, yeah, we're going to, um, dive in with first the big question right here, right now. How do you do the woo? Yeah. Thanks. Um, so I started out doing the Woo, using WooCommerce in a small agency here in uh, in Central Florida, um, building websites for clients. And then um, a couple of years, you know, a few years later now, here I am part of the uh, Skyverge team that was acquired with uh, at GoDaddy. And now I mostly work with uh, WooCommerce folks in support and events and uh, a little bit on the marketing side. So kind of spanning a few different uh, skill sets there but um mostly helping helping out all sorts of different folks that are trying to set up their their WooCommerce stores and uh you know get to get to business online especially here you know I want to say post pandemic but you know we're still sort of in the pandemic <laughs> and everyone's had to move online so there's been uh, quite a bit of need for support and and getting everybody online with WooCommerce yeah oh, i bet you know I'm going to have Noel kind of dig back a little bit more into, you know, what you've done in the past and that journey, because she has a great question. I'll kind of segue into the whole thing of your transition and stuff. So I'm going to um, hand it over to Noel. So, um, Marcus, on your website, you say that after working at an agency, you wanted a role that would allow more, would allow you to more directly support agencies and businesses. So what drove you to make that decision? How did you get to that point? Yeah, so I um, I worked in a small agency here in Central Florida for, oh man, the better part of 10 years or so um, before leaving at the end of 2019. Um, what I wanted to do, so having worked in an agency, I was very directly working with clients and all of that. What I really wanted to do was kind of take a step back and help other folks that were doing what I was doing, right? Um, sort of help lead and help teach the folks that were in my position rather than, um, you know, direct that direct client um, face-to-face type of work. Um, 
I think it, it stemmed from a, a desire to, you know, just want to teach and share what it is that I do. Um, I do that in a number of ways through blogging and writing content, through um, events and stuff, through GoDaddy Pro. We can get into some of that stuff. But um, what I really wanted to do was take take what I had learned over the course of that 10 years or so and apply it to helping other agencies and other developers do that same work um, rather than, you know, the daily grind of doing it myself, which is a lot of fun. But I wanted to wanted to share some of that and not just keep it bottled up in, inside my head. Awesome. Yeah, I can imagine that over the course of 10 years, a lot of knowledge accumulates and it's wonderful to be able to share that with others. Um, when you started, when you got into web development and you started learning, what was that like for you? Because I know that one of the reasons why I love, for example, being on Woo is because when I learned, this is now for me eight years back, um, you know, it was, it, I'm, I'm totally self-taught and it was, you know, Googling all the things and, and learning like that. And that's why I love teaching and sharing nowadays. What was that journey like for you? Yeah, hundred percent the same. I mean, the majority of what I've, what I've learned over, over the course of my career has been self-taught. So I'm kind of a designer first, developer second, um, you know, in this industry. And it started in high school. I really wanted to, uh, to design things. I started with way back in the day, making lots of, uh, mixed CDs. If, if folks even remember what CDs look like yes. and I wanted to create labels and those cases that the CDs went in and all of that. So started out with Photoshop, learning how to design those things. And then it was cool. Cause I could, I had this thing that, you know, I had made that I was proud of. But then I could, you know, show it to my parents, show it to my friends. And that was kind of the limit of the reach. And so what I started there was, well, I need to put this on a website, right? I need this this design to get out there onto the web so that other folks can see it, not just my parents and my friends at school or whatever. So, you know, started creating websites, HTML and CSS to begin with, um, just so I could get some of that out there. A few others, you know, is the kind of early days of the web. So, you know naturally you build a site for a band you make a site for your family it was all real simple stuff um so started there and then uh after graduating from from college i started working at a a small um at the at the agency actually that i that i was at for 10 years started working there and there was a need for with some of the clients there for us to adopt a content management system so we actually started with drupal and worked in drupal for the better part of about six years or so. Um, and then as a, as an agency collectively, we decided that we weren't super happy with the future direction of Drupal and started looking at what else was out there. And WordPress had kind of evolved from being that blog only platform to being this, you know, multi-purpose, um, platform with, you know, with WooCommerce, with e-commerce stuff and all of that. So, um, ended up along the way there, but yeah, like I said, at the very root of it, it was back in high school, just designing stuff and then having that need to get what I had created out to the rest of the world. That's interesting because, and I won't go into it too much, but I started in the early 80s, uh, 1980s, you know, that back then. <laughs> and I actually um, took some a college course, a year-long college course in computer programming is what you called it back then and learned like five languages, COBOL and assembly language and Pascal. And 
it was a horrifying one year. And, you know, afterwards, <laughs> I remember my instructor said, well, everything you learned will be obsolete in the next six months. It's like, oh, well, this is great. But that was my first touch into the computer world. And then shortly after that, we moved to California for five years and I started getting into desktop publishing. And that's where I, you know, basically self-taught myself with design and stuff. And that was um, another interesting thing. So, uh, so anyway, but I, I digress there. I'm going way back too far, but um, in the days of a lot of people um, can't even relate to, but when you made this transition, and I, I, I find this interesting because you had at Skyverge. Skyverge is, tell us a little bit more. Of, I know there's a lot of people out there that know Skyverge, but tell us a little bit more about Skyverge and the products you have. Yeah, um, Skyverge, I started with Skyverge just over a year ago before the acquisition. Um, so I don't have a huge history with Skyverge, but Skyverge is essentially a, an extension, a plugin shop focused specifically on WooCommerce extensions. Um, I'm sure many folks know about member WooCommerce memberships and uh, local pickup plus. There are a number of them that are relatively relatively popular. Um, so I started there back in April of last year, and just like I said, wanting to support support the folks that were me essentially in the in the agency, um, people that were doing the doing the client work, doing, building their own sites, doing that on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, Skyverge is a, you know, at its core, a, a shop dedicated to building WooCommerce extensions. I believe there are like over 60 of them in total, um, that are still available on the WooCommerce.com marketplace. In addition to being available through, um, GoDaddy's managed WooCommerce platform as well. When you, we're at Skyverge, and I know that it was a shorter amount of time before it was, you know, acquired. There was more of a focus of product support, obviously. Whereas when you move to GoDaddy, I see you are listed more as WooCommerce support, a, a bit broader area. So how did that play for you? Was that an easy transition? Because it sounds like, you know, you weren't tied into just product support for years and years and years and then go into the broader you know, more WooCommerce support. So was that an easier transition or was it still kind of a little bit jarring to be, okay, I'm not just focused on the product anymore. I'm open to everything WooCommerce. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't too bad. Like I said, I was there for about, I want to say six months or so before um, before we officially became a part of, of GoDaddy. Um, without getting, you know, too much inside baseball, um, essentially behind the scenes we we still have kind of a core group of folks working on the product side supporting the plugins supporting the woocommerce.com marketplace when when people are you know customers are purchasing over there and then we have another team that's kind of split off that hand, more so handles the managed woocommerce side so um yeah it wasn't it wasn't too big of a transition because we sort of have dedicated teams internally for both of those uh, and we've, we've moved, you know, back and forth a little bit between them, depending on, you know, volume and necessity and all of that. But for the most part, um, everyone kind of, kind of knows their role and knows what it is they're supporting. I think the, the general support of WooCommerce overall, though, is very interesting because it, it opens you up. One of, one of my favorite things is seeing just how agencies and developers 
use WordPress and WooCommerce and use the tools, the plugins that they use, how they're using them and all of that. Um, and kind of opening that up to the entirety of WooCommerce really gives you a better sense, I think, than just kind of this niche world of how people are using your own 60 plus plugins. I mean, that's interesting in and of itself, but opening that up to WooCommerce really gives you a broader perspective of um, the, the sorts of things that people are trying to do with their WooCommerce stores um, and how they're using your plugins and, and other plugins, how they work together and the, the sorts of goals that they're trying to accomplish. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, we have separate teams kind of, I mean, they're one and the same, but sort of dedicated to their own pieces. Um, but I really like that we have that avenue to see what it is that folks are really trying to do with WooCommerce and as a larger picture. Do you have any, uh, you know, with everything going on with WordPress right now, I, you know, full site editor blocks, theme blocks. I mean, everything, just a massive amount of things that are kind of changing. Mm -hmm. How have you seen at Skyverge? You know, I mean, we got woo blocks and, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, move along with WooCommerce. I mean, with WordPress to as, you know, basically, Hey, we're lying on top of WordPress. So got to do that. How has that those these in recent innovations and changes in WordPress has that directly affected you as a you know an extension shop, or you know is there anything that has been particularly challenging, or, or also are there opportunities that you're seeing really open up for you that this is bringing you know to the table? Yeah, you know, surprisingly for us, not a ton. Um, we do have a couple of of places where. We've done some integration with with blocks with um, you know the the block editor and stuff. But since our our shop doesn't focus really on themes and just plugins specifically, there hasn't been a as much um, movement on on the block stuff. One one that comes to mind would be like WooCommerce memberships, right? We have WooCommerce memberships that allows you to set up granting access for for customers as they come in. They either pay for or register for a membership, and then they get among other things, they can they can the store owners can grant access to content. So that would be one place where we do have specific block integration where within blocks you can choose whether or not, you know, that that block should have access to a particular member to um a membership plan that a member has. Uh, and you can select multiple membership plans or whatever. But um that would be kind of one of the use cases where we've sort of integrated in in with blocks, but because blocks are a lot on on more of the like layout and design side at the moment um there hasn't been a whole lot for us to touch there um other than just minor adjustments in in feature functionality so noel do you have a i i shouldn't even put noel on the spot do you have a favorite skyverge um extension <laughs> Actually, you know what? I do. I had the pleasure of working with the um, measurement price calculator for a recent project. Um, so in this case, it's a fabric store in haberdashery in the UK. And it was just, you know, it was just what it was just what we needed. And what I love when 
you purchase a plugin that is, you know, a quality product. It's just, it's intuitive. It's really quick to set up, you know, and obviously the time that I needed support, it was great. So I'm always, I'm always for it. But I also, you know, I've used the, um, the import export suites quite a bit and, um, yeah, know many people who use the plugin. So yeah, but that was, that was an interesting one. And that's something that's different from some other plugins out there. Like you don't have a lot of options when it comes to that. And this one was just, yeah, they still pretty well. Cool. How about another one of your extension? Let's talk the membership extension with everything that's been going on. Has there been, you know, major changes to that? Has it been pretty much status quo? A lot of the building features are doing their job or yeah, just give us an update around the membership extension. Yeah, I think the memberships plugin is thankfully pretty robust on its own. Um, that's not to say that there aren't improvements and features to be added there. Um, in fact, over the last, I would say, couple of months, we've done we've done a few things, uh, like you said, with with the pandemic and and people, you know, really having to move online. Uh, especially there, we've seen a, a large uptick in membership sites, and a lot of those have been kind of surrounding the e-learning space. Um, Places like, you know, gyms, fitness centers, and, and that sort of thing where people couldn't, couldn't physically be there. You know, they had to set up online classes and, you know, continue their business model online some, somehow. So there's been a lot of that. Um, there were a few, few adjustments that we made there uh, just within, you know, the last several months or so. Uh, one is uh, surrounding e-learning. We added some specific integration with LearnDash and Sensei LMS. Um, for some auto enrollment type stuff when you, when you register or at least option to, uh, you know, allow the store owners to decide whether or not some auto enrollment is happening there. I know that we're working on, there's also sort of a teams extension to memberships, which allows you to, uh, bundle sort of a, a group of memberships together so that it consolidates that under one billing. Uh, I know that we're adding, adding some things there that allows, uh, the, the team owners to see sort of course progress of the folks in their team and, and that sort of thing, uh, with again, learn dash and sensei, but we've also left that open enough that, uh, that other LMSs can be hooked into that same system. Um, we, I'm not sure we may or may not add additional ones over time, but it's been built in such a way that learn dash and sensei aren't the only ones that can be hooked into that, into that system and, and use the same features. Um, and then, you know, certainly the, the Gutenberg out of the block editor is, is huge and that's likely the way forward for, for most folks. But there are also, you know, the page builders out there that are pretty popular, Beaver Builder and Elementor and Divi and all those. And we've added some features through to memberships for, you know, allowing, um, so you know the the same the same thing that I was talking about with the blocks being able to grant access to individual blocks, we've done the same in the last few months with some of the some of the um, the page builders as well to add options to be able to grant access to certain parts of a page or you know widgets whatever they're they're called depending on the on the on the page builder itself. Um, but yeah, I mean there's there's innovation to be had in those spaces certainly. Um, we're always getting feedback from, from folks on the support side to see what it is, uh, that people are trying to do with the, with the plugins and, you know, given enough traction for any given thing, we're, we're likely to put that on the board and, and see, 
if it makes sense for us to add for everyone. So we're always always looking for ways to to innovate and push all of those forward, especially when everyone's moving moving their businesses online or or even starting their new businesses online first, um, which is just a necessity at, in this day and age. Hey, Bob WP here, and I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of Do The Boo. If you have a client who is looking for a point-of-sale solution, consider suggesting Foo Sales. In fact, Foo Sales is the first native WooCommerce point-of-sale to support in-person payments using Square Reader. Now, you can use Foo Sales with the Square Terminal for your client projects, but the icing on the cake is that it not only works with FooSales iPad and Android apps, but the Foo web app. So you really need to check this out if your clients have been asking for a point-of-sale solution or a new point-of-sale solution. Find them at FooSales.com. You do what you're good at, and when building your clients' WooCommerce shops, Often it's a perfect opportunity to partner up with someone that fills in those gaps to make your client 100% happy. Mindsize has helped individual stores handle hundreds of millions of dollars worth of orders. They know their stuff. Their site performance audit with ongoing monitoring and iterative performance improvements are key to help you optimize your next client project. So with MindSize, they're a great partner to consider, to hook up with, and make sure your clients are 100% satisfied with the performance of their sites. Visit MindSize.com to learn more. And now let's head back to the show. When it comes to builders, which is a lot of our audience, and you you kind of have a, a, a touch point on both sides of it, and I know you've, you know, you've been with Skyverge for a limited amount of time, but on this, this, you know, still you've been in the space, you know, and, and, and you understand development, you know, from your experience, what is your advice kind of two part? One is to these builders that are first thinking about building extensions, you know, what's what do you think is the number one piece of advice for them as they're going through that progress, that process of wanting to, build extensions, even specifically for WooCommerce. And then the other part, which I know you have some marketing too, is, you know, what is the biggest piece of advice for them as far as marketing that first extension? Yeah, definitely. So just anecdotally speaking, I have three or four extensions that I've built, real small free extensions that I just share through my site. I think the biggest thing really just like any, anytime you're trying to, you know, uh, start a new thing, start a new business, start a new extension, widget, whatever. Um, Just make sure that, I mean, all of mine have stemmed out of uh, solving a need that I have, right? So I think people underestimate how often when they have a need, there's probably a need for others to have the same thing, right? Hmm. A lot of times you're just saying, hey, it's just this one-off thing. I'm just going to do it and move on with my life. But there's a decent chance that if it's something that you need, especially if it's you know, let's say just e-commerce related and not specific to a a client, um, there's probably a need for someone else. And that would be a great place to start. I think keeping it simple, just solving one thing, one little thing and see if that gains traction and build up from there. 
Um, there's definitely the temptation to want to build this full featured behemoth of a, <laughs> of an extension because you don't think anybody's going to care otherwise. Well, you know, the ones that I've built have solved a very small need. It was a need that I, that I had, and I felt like it was certainly something that somebody else might be interested in. And so I kind of bundled it together, but it solves one, it solves one problem, but it does it well. And I think that's a great place to start. Just start with solving one problem well, and you can always build up from there. Um, what's the, what's the saying, right? Done is better than perfect, right? You don't need to build, yes. don't need to, don't need to build this huge thing and take six months just to find out that, you know, either people don't care or people do care and maybe aren't willing to spend a bunch of money on that. Or somebody's come out with a solution to the thing you were building in the first place before you got a chance to get out there. So, um, yeah, just find find something that uh, that you want to solve, solve that problem, bundle it together, and get it out there. You can always build it up from there. Yeah. Um, on the marketing side, I don't know. There's there's all sorts of different things that that come in on the marketing side, right? You end up with search engines and getting the word out there. I think being involved in the community is a huge way um, on the marketing side to kind of get the word out about things. Uh, different, you know, social media, Facebook groups, Slack channels, that sort of thing. I think just being in those spaces, being involved, providing value um, will naturally get some eyes on on you and your product. And, you know, then you can find the right times to to inject a link when somebody asks, you know, how do you do this with WooCommerce? Like, yeah, I built a I built a plugin that does exactly that. Maybe you want to check it out and you can share that link uh, in that space. So I think just being involved in the community is a, is a huge, huge boost. I think this is probably a separate podcast entirely, a separate topic, but community involvement, I think, is a, a large part of the future for marketing efforts in general. I think there was a, a, a huge focus on SEO and social media, but once everybody focuses on SEO, the, the playing field is level again. So it's finding that, that next evolution of, of what's, what's coming, and I think community involvement because it takes some effort and some time is kind of that next that next place where marketers will be able to engage and really share the things that they have going on. Mm, I'm hearing more and more on the marketing side that people are craving like genuine interactions, right? So yeah, that makes sense. You can't you can't fake community support and helping others. You know, you either do or you don't. So. Yeah, and that's actually that's something you know. Being involved with the community, I've I, I come from from the land of the theme builders. Um, uh, I you know I started as a Divi user when I had a need for a web shop long time ago, and uh, kind of stuck around there. And um, now I'm thinking where I was going with my thought. Oh yes, marketing. Um, so I personally don't do any marketing. However, I do really enjoy spending time in Facebook groups and the WooCommerce Facebook group as well. And I've just found over time that naturally people start DMing me because they're looking for help with stuff because they've seen you know they've seen you interact and yeah that's how it works. Over time, you will stand out. It's very interesting. Well, both points in what you said, Noel. First of all, the scratching your own itch and doing one thing and doing it good. I, I remember writing about a lot of extensions of WooCommerce, and I can't remember how many times I would start one out and saying, "Okay, this is one of those things that does one thing and it does it good." 
you know, it's not going to do all the, all the bills and whistles, but when you need this done, this is, you know, this is a solution here. As far as the marketing, very interesting because I talked to a lot of people that come into the, I was just talking to somebody today. They're new to the WooCommerce WordPress space. A lot of them come in, you know, headstrong and just, you know, promoting and shoving stuff down people's throats and stuff. And I always fall back on, you know, start talking to the community, start listening to people. And I think that's one of the things most people have to really train themselves to do is, you know, join these communities. And, you know, a big part of that is sometimes just sitting back and listening and watching rather than always, you know, barging in here and there. Yeah, you can get in good conversations, but don't force yourself into things. Find the natural segue into it, into these community conversations versus just being, you know, trying to yell and here's my product. Here's my product. Hey, have you seen my products and stuff? And it, it, there's many of them that I've talked to that it's suddenly like this realization that, that maybe they come from a different space and they're just thinking, okay, this is how this community works and you got to build that trust. So um, that totally makes sense. And I know that, you know, Skyverge has a history behind them and all the different times I met them at WordCamps and, you know, dealt with them through support and had them on the podcast. I can't remember. I think Becca might've been one of the first, you know, way back, way back, a long time ago, she was on the podcast once or twice on a couple other podcasts. But um, anyway, yeah, this is, you know, it's what what do you think is the um, let's kind of maybe close it out with your biggest lesson learned in this. And, and again, you were, you know, fairly new to Skyverge, but you did have to go through this process. It was like you're there and suddenly now you're over here. Was there anything super helpful during that process for yourself personally? Yeah, um, I think for me it has been, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a game, but maybe it's a game, a game of getting to know as many people as I possibly can. So when I worked at the at the agency for years and years, we were max five people at any given point. We had some people come and go over those 10 years, but it was very small, right? We served um, just the kind of folks here in the central Florida area for the most part. Um, and then moving to Skyverge, that went from five people to 35 people at the time. So already it was a, a big move from, okay, well, I already knew these other four people, you know, really well, really intimately. Now there's a group of 34 people that I don't know as well. So let's get to know some of these folks. Um, and that was great. Um, as far as, you know, as far as organizations go, 35 isn't huge, but it was bigger than what I was used to. Uh, and then being acquired, we went from 35 to, I don't know what it is, over 7,000 or something <laughs> like that. And while my, my day to day is still, is still a lot with those 35, you know, there are a lot of different branches to, to the GoDaddy organization, a lot of folks. So, I mean, I think getting to know who's, who's in charge of what, who can take care of what issues that we might be having, who can, you know, who can I talk to that can help actually, you know, push products forward and, and take some of the customer feedback that I hear both in support and in the communities, right? I spend a fair amount of time in the WooCommerce Facebook group and the WooCommerce Slack. So taking some of the, the feedback that I get there and, uh, you know, presenting that to the right folks so that we can push the products forward, make things better every single day, you know, figure out what the pain points are and, and really, um, you know, attack those and, and get things fixed up and just, just better as a whole 
has been, you know, just getting out of my comfort zone a little bit and just reaching out to people and saying, hey, here's who I am. This is what I do. I'd love to just chat with you a little bit about what you do and, you know, how we can work together on, you know, X, Y, Z different projects and and pushing things forward. Um, I am somewhat of an introvert, so reaching out to people cold and saying, hey, let's uh, let's talk, especially, you know, I mean, I've been been working remotely for the past year, as has, you know, most everyone else by, uh, you know, because I had to, not because they necessarily wanted to, but, you know, those 10 years at the agency, I was in, in person and not used to being, you know, on, on video calls all the time. So I've gotten a little bit of practice over the last year or so, but the introverted side of me is, is not used to reaching out to people and saying, Hey, let's, uh, let's get on a video call and kind of talk about what we're doing and how we can work together to, to push things forward. So I think that's been, I don't want to call it a struggle because it's been really fun, but it's definitely a bit out of my comfort zone generally to uh to just kind of sit face to face with with someone on a video call and and just chat with them well i think for sure a lot of us can relate to that uh we've all we've been through that and sometimes still through that i can relate for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway this has been a great chat uh i do want to just give my own little plug for skyverge you check them out uh, they do have a lot of plugins. I've used some or quite a few over the years. And also I've written about them. You can find a lot of those on the site here on do the woo under our builder blog. But Marcus, where can people connect with you online if they want to reach out to you? Um, yeah, uh, like I said, the community stuff is kind of a big, big push for me at the moment. So um, love to have people join us at uh, events.godaddy.com and checking out some of our webinars and meetups there. I host uh, at least one each month um, with someone else from our Skyverge team, usually. So come come check out what we're what we're chatting about. Um, those are all you know WooCommerce specific, and we chat a lot about our extensions, but some about uh, other resources and extensions that are outside of what we've developed as well. So love to have people join us there. Um, otherwise me personally, um, yeah, probably best way to contact me is on Twitter. It's Marcus D Burnett on Twitter. Cool. Very cool. Well, everyone, I appreciate you tuning in. I'd just like to give our, uh, pod friends, two of them, a shout out, uh, foosales.com and mindside.com. You heard all about them midway through the show. So do check them out. And I appreciate their support so much. Noel, always a pleasure having you join me as a co-host next i'll just give everybody a heads up next month noelle will be having a new co-host she's tickled to death to get rid of me i know she is <laughs> but but no seriously she will be um we're kind of shifting up some different stuff on the podcast she's going to be um having fun talking to some woocommerce people with um our other co-host ronald so be looking forward to that uh, uh how do you feel about that noelle yeah i can't <laughs> wait it's gonna be it's gonna be great me and Ronald already check it, chatting away on Slack. So, yeah. 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 All righty. Well, and once again, thank you, Marcus, for taking the time to be on the show. Thanks so much, Marcus. I really appreciate you having me on.